Hi, my name is Michelle Johns and I'm your host. In this series, I'm sharing seven lessons I learned from working in the corporate world as a woman. This is episode four where I share leadership is not about performance management. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about leading to help people grow rather than managing their performance. So I want to share a story with you. One of my early mentors shared an experience with me about a time he needed to reduce the size of his team. And one statement he made about his experience had a big impact on me. This mentor described to me how he made someone redundant whilst they were pregnant at an airport. He expressed it to me as an achievement, a leadership achievement. We were having a conversation about what I needed to do to progress as a leader. He did not say that it was a hard thing to do, although I'm sure it was, but the way he communicated it to me was that it was an accomplishment. Like this was a monumental moment in his career. He had made it as a leader. I heard this, I'm such a good leader that I was able to sack someone in an airport while they were pregnant. Let's just say I lost a little bit of respect for that mentor right there. However, I started to wonder if climbing the corporate ladder was going to turn out for me, that it just wasn't in my makeup to think that way. This story has stuck with me ever since. I remember thinking, wow, if I want to be a leader, I need to do awful things and it will be seen as an achievement and maybe I need to enjoy it and then I'll be rewarded for it. But that completely repelled me. It really created this dissonance for me around, do I really want to be a leader in corporates? Is this what leadership is about? This moment in my career was not the first time I faced the reality of corporate life. I was in organisations during periods of recession and economic downturns when organisations had implemented mass redundancies. This moment with my mentor gave me the awareness to think about how I would handle the situation if I was leading a team and had to execute any of those decisions. Because the reality is that sometimes for an organisation to be viable, they need to respond to the environment around them, which could be a recession or pressure from competitors that are more efficient than they are. My mentor, he did not do that because he thought one day, I want to make the pregnant woman in my team redundant. It was because he was asked to by his leadership team. Potentially, he had also believed he needed to show strength strength as a leader. Um, Maybe he was a new leader at that time. He was likely emulating what he was seeing in his leaders. So what I was able to take from this conversation and my reflection was thinking about what I would do if this was asked of me. And without much thought, I knew I wanted to avoid as much as I could being taken by surprise and asked to make people redundant or manage them out. So I would do my best to keep abreast of the climate of the organisation and forecast these types of situations to be more prepared. I also knew that I would struggle to execute something like my mentor had done. I have a natural instinct to treat people with respect and care, even if I think some of my leaders don't. I know myself and I would really struggle to sleep at night. 
Later on in my career, when I was leading a team, there came a time when I was asked to cut my team by a third. So I had to provide a plan on how I would reduce the number of people in my team. I definitely did not see it as an opportunity to put an achievement on my CV. In fact, I had already been checking the pulse of our department. I knew the organization was facing some challenges. So I was in a position to help the people in my team progress their career and take control of the decisions that may be out of their hands. I had already had conversations with my team about what they want to achieve out of their career. So I was able to ask myself, how can I help people to get where they want to be? And maybe I won't need to move someone on. At that time, I noticed a number of other managers gain some energy at the thought of reducing their teams. Perhaps they would able, be able to achieve something and put it on their CV. Some of these managers took the opportunity to put people on performance management and manage them out of their team and the organisation. To be fair, this is what they had seen their leaders do. And I can tell you the process isn't an easy one. But there is another way. Because of my ongoing career conversations with my team, I helped one team member find a dream job five minutes from home because she had shared with me that her long-term goals were more about lifestyle. She wanted to be able to live near home, uh, sorry, work near home and come home and feed her dog at lunchtime. And she didn't enjoy catching the train to the city. In fact, it made her anxious. This was likely having an impact on her performance potential too. The only reason I knew this was um, because I had taken the time to build that relationship where we could have those conversations about what she valued in life and what she wanted out of her career. In the end, there was an opportunity in another department that had an office near her home. So I was able to connect them up and start the process for her to apply for a role there. Another team member had enough trust with me that she had seen the struggles of the organization herself. And when she wanted to look for another role, she confided in me to go on the journey with her. So I was able to help her with her career progression. I didn't have to look for other ways to reduce my team. I felt that my way was a win-win. I do want to point out that because of the culture and mindset of our leaders, those leaders I referred to earlier who performance managed their team members were the managers who got promotions over me. I still do not regret what I did at the time because I have held true to my values and longer term, I've realized the importance of working for an organization or a leader who I'm aligned with. My message here is there's another way to approach leading and performance managing people is a last resort. Instead of leading um, being about, um, about that, it's about understanding why your team members are not performing or why they're not happy or why they're behaving a particular way and to help them align themselves with their career goals or life goals and help them with that. Now, it wouldn't be a podcast from me without some practical tips. So I'm going to share with you my tips to avoiding having to performance manage people in your team if you're ever asked to reduce the size of your team. So firstly, one, build trust with each of your team members. So when you first start leading a team or a new team member comes on board, get to know them. 
ask lots of questions before you start doing the talking. Find out how they like to be led, who they are, but be sure to be open and share a bit about who you are with them too. Uh, but don't do all the talking. And also in those ongoing one-on-one -on -one conversations, always start with the person and then the work. What I mean by that is structure your one-on-one -on -one conversations to spend the first part of the meeting talking about how your team member is feeling and checking in on them as a person. Then move to the work section of the one-on-one -on -one where you talk about the tasks and the progress and so on. Secondly, so you've built trust and now be a leader who wants to help your team with their career. To do this, ask curious questions and, and genuine questions. So you've built trust and now they are likely to be open to share things with you like asking them, what are your career goals? Where do you want to be? What do you see your strengths as? What are your passions? Thirdly, encourage your team members to think about their vision for the future and help them to work backwards from that vision. Some people do struggle with this, so it takes a bit of persistence to uncover what people want to do in the future. And people respond different ways to, to this question. Some like to do a linear plan where they are clear about the role they want in the future. Some people prefer to start with a vision board or a mind map, more creative side. Another way to help your team with this is an inventory on their skills, strengths and achievements. You want to help people find their purpose. Seek out the different ways you can have this conversation with your team members. Now this could be a good exercise for yourself if you struggle with this, but that's for another podcast episode. So finally, simultaneously to all of this work with your team is to keep abreast of the environment in which you work. Put time aside for this in your day, week or month. Have it in your diary including what is happening in your industry. If you have access to the company accounts, look at the financial forecasts, listen to your company updates and read your announcements. Those meetings may look like an interruption to your day you don't need, or the emails may not be the most exciting to read, but they usually have some useful information for you to be able to see any upcoming trends and impacts on your team. Also, get yourself across the general economic and political climate. These factors all play a part in what your business may need to do to respond to any external impacts or pressures in the future. Now, we can't predict a pandemic, but there are other things that you can take notice of. Now, just to call out, this approach can also be useful to avoid having underperforming team members because you find out who they are and what they want in life and you can help them with finding, finding the right fit um, if their current role isn't. So to wrap up, remember this, I have never once had to performance manage someone out of an organization and I've never had to fire anybody. I hope this podcast helps you avoid that too. So that's the episode for this week. And I hope it helped one aspiring leader out there with their leadership journey. And maybe you're going to have a different conversation at work this week after this one. Next week, I will share another lesson I learned in the corporate world as a woman. Until then, let's get comfortable in our own skin 
and help others to feel comfortable in theirs too. We need more brave hearted women in leadership positions.